Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Turn the evening in on itself, and shine a light through prism upon prism, and let the rainbows of your past dance around high-ceilinged interiors, cut glass corridors, and the chink of ice in the moon underwater. Friend of mine, the bar, it's nice to rest on thee, it's nice to shine you, and it's nice to ponder on your grain, uh, but friend the bar needs friend the regular, and I think that, that sort of slithering sound, sort of slithering across the floor, maybe, or across the walls, that sort of padding, padding and slithering sound suggests that someone has made their way into the correct realm. Is that you, Robin? Yeah, sorry, it's just a bit of ectoplasm. Oh, that can happen, can't it? Yeah, just a bit of residue from the old ectoplasm there. How did you find the moon underwater tonight? Um, it's it's quieter than normal. Or did you mean, how did I get here? How did you get here? Oh, I took the ghost tram. The ghost tram, is it indeed? Not a bad way to go. Once, I mean, the first time, it's an absolute nightmare. But once you sort of get to know the individual ghosts... Oh, yeah. Some are ghosts of remorse, some are ghosts of unrequited love, some are ghosts of longing. Some are actually just sort of ghosts of pleasant summer evenings. Yeah. Some are ghosts of other trams. Some are ghosts of other trams indeed. And I, I believe the tram itself is a ghost of another tram. Yes, yes. And of course you get on the tram and the tram is stationary while the world moves past you. Yeah, again. Yeah. So that's how I got here. Um, yeah, pretty safe, straightforward journey. Bit of a snarl up outside uh, Melksham, but fine apart from that. How about you, John? How did you get here? Well, it was the strangest thing. I was lying down on my sofa there in the other realm, and I just started to imagine a, a bench near some kind of waterway, maybe a canal or a brook, and I was imagining a pint in my hand of sort of delicious, sort of crisp ale. And I must have dozed off. And then I woke up and I was I was in the um, the Hall of Feathers upstairs. <laughs> oh, so you dreamt your way here? I, yeah, I did. I mean, it doesn't always work out that way. But yeah, and then I came down and just um, greased some of the lenses uh, because they were catching. And then just began... The routine, hovering all the glasses. Polished the screen. Polished the screen. Um, I turned up all of the, the rugs and I, I recast some of the bronzes. Yeah. But I think it's sort of looking in pretty decent shape, actually. Looks dappled as fuck, mate. Oh, thanks, man. That dappling, it, we've, had it quite, we've had it quite a lot recently because it is dapple season. It is dapple season, yeah. The fondest dapplings. It's going to be sad in a way to welcome in the um, Michaelmas heirs. 
But once the dappling retreats, Michaelmas then ebbs and flows so. It is nearly Michaelmas, isn't it? Mm. Are you going to walk fondly across the meadows twixt library and pub? Oh, God, yeah, how fondly. How fondly I will trod. As the frost doth crinkle underfoot. It does crinkle rather than crunch here, I must Mm. say. (laughs) But speaking of frost and the inevitable uh, encroachment of mist upon the moorlands over to the sou-west, I heard you with a mournful plaintive sigh earlier and an exchange of goods, and I'm guessing you've got some... um, Correspondence. Correspondence. Yeah, I'm, I sighed for the mist, as per. Um, before I go for our regular correspondence spon- decor, <laughs> I'd like to read a nice tweet from my friend Kate Connolly, who's on Twitter as at Egyptian Reggae. She's great, Kate. She's got really good taste in music. Um, but she th- she wrote this on Twitter the other day, and I thought this is very appropes for Moon Underwater. I've learnt to feel comfortable in more or less any place you can go on your own, but never quite mastered the pub. I always feel a bit weird about being a woman alone in a pub, but I've cracked it now and can look forward to a future of reading quietly in a corner with a pint. Oh, that's very nice. Very nice indeed. Just that kind of sort of overcoming the fact that there's nothing wrong with going for a drink on your own. It's very, you know, it's, it's easier, sadly, for men to do than women. Yes, and I do hope that uh, no no unpleasant ships pass across her bowels uh, in those in those pubs, because you can't overcome other people. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I just take the general public. But in in terms of regular mist on the regs, we had a really nice email here from Mike Dayton from Jump near Barnsley. It's a place. A place called Jump. Oh, that's great. Sounds like a kid's book. Place called Jump and a mouse called Steve. <laughs> and they make a billion pounds. And there's only about eight words in it. And you're like, well, well I could do that. And you didn't even write it. Um, <laughs> and he, he writes, Mike writes, Good day, fellow pubsmen Robin and Robbins. I hope I find you well. Loving the pod and just wanted to blow John's mind by combining two of his favourite things in the whole world, cats and ale. I'm talking about Huddersfield train station that has the head of steam, delightfully situated hugger-mugger, love that phrase, to platform one. The train station is home to Twitter-famous felines Felix and Bolt, who can be seen on pest control as well as accepting endless donations of dreamies. And then there's the majestic head of steam. I've heard so much about this pub, really want to go there. Easily accessed via an almost magical door on the platform, it is home to a total of 28 cask lines and draft lagers, including your friend and mine, Jay Poor. And if John wants to give his... (laughs) If If John wants to give his bowels a run for their money, there is neck oil on tap. (laughs) Whilst living in Barnsley... (laughs) Sorry... (laughs) Took me off guard, that. Whilst living in Barnsley and regularly commuting to my head office in Manchester, the head of steam has been an equidistant place of sheer joy and I've lost track of the amount of times I've voluntarily missed my connecting train. Oh, yes. Just one more beer. And he's attached some photos, including Felix... The uh, senior pest controller. Thanks so much for sending that in, Mike. We'll have to do a jaunt up to Huddersfield. That sounds absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's pr- the problem is I think a jaunt is maximum thirty miles from home. Well, I think we need to plan a week away. Just get get out our diaries, hammer out a few dates. Yeah. So sort of like Monday in Huddersfield. Yeah. Maybe Tuesday Durham, Wednesday Edinburgh, Thursday Leeds. Or go to Hull, maybe. I've never been to Hull. Oh, mate. What a town. I'd like to go to Sheffield. Um, Another great missed mail in here, which comes from Carl. Dear John and Robin, good day to you both. I I trust that this missed mail finds you well and suitably full of ale. Mm. I write having been in a lovely country pub in deepest Dorset. In Dorset? Yeah, it's all right. A couple of weeks ago only to find staring back at me from the wall a cornerstone of rock. What? Literally, and metaphysically, I mean metaphorically, one Brian May taken with the landlord's daughter. Photo taken surreptitiously for proof attached. Oh, wow. So, hang on. So he's surreptitiously taken a photo of a photo of Brian May. Yeah. <laughs> he was joined on the celebrity wall by dancing legend Anton Dubeck. 
and Anthony Costa from Blue. <laughs> oh, what a trio. Yeah, what a, quite the triumvirate, he says. What an audience with that would be. <laughs> yeah, Anton Dubeck. It got me to wondering, who's the most famous or oddest celebrity you or other listeners may have seen on a pub's photo wall? Yours in beer, Carl. That's a great missed mail. John, you got any off the, off the top of your bonds? Well, Renato's in Bristol has an awful lot of celebs, but it is sort of more of a restaurant and it is more of a sort of... um, But it's a classic theatre pub, isn't it, by the old Vic? So a lot of the actors would go in there. I wouldn't call it a pub, though, would you? Oh, it's it's worked as a pub for me. (laughs) Yes, but I would say its main function is a sort of bar slash restaurant. I love the idea of pubs working. You're being like, this pub isn't working. (laughs) I don't feel feel happy. Um, I remember the ones that sprung to my mind. There's not not a pub again, but um, Bangkok House, a Thai restaurant in Oxford. Robert Smith from The Cure. Lovely stuff. Um, But another very interesting factoid... Which, which this got me thinking about, was the Cotton Porter stores yeah. in Bristol. Legend says the Beatles went there after they played at the Colston Hall and that the, the mural on the wall was drawn by John Lennon. Really? So not, yeah. I don't know how true that is, but um, that is not quite a photo, but a, a lovely bit of local legend. It's the Cotton Porter stores, that one at the end of Cotton Road, where we went. Do you remember the first drink I'd had in like a year and a half, and it was a horrible dry cider, and I just felt so depressed on my birthday? Yes. <laughs> well, you'll have to narrow it down. But um, yeah, it is a cider pub, or was a cider pub. I'm not sure if it's strictly cider now, but you, you sort of went to the bar and you got one of those really rough kind of opaque ciders. So it has a slice of lemon in it. Yeah, and you thought, oh, no, I'll go back and try another one. You came back with one that just looked exactly the same. No, I went, what happened was I, I went and I got so sort of confused that I ended up ordering the same pint again. Ah, yes. So I'd had a sip and thought, this is disgusting. I'm just going to sod the three quid or whatever. I'm just going to get another pint. And I came back and had the same one. So then had two <laughs> pints I didn't want. Oh, awful, awful oh. business. Still, great pub. Great pub. Love the Cotton Porter stores. And also it's nice for that pubs are doing that kind of cider because some mad people do like it. Mm, yeah, they've got their own cricket team as well. Do they? Mm. Oh, that's nice. Nice, isn't it? That's nice, dear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had um, a live moon underwater last night. Yeah. Which I think we're both still recovering from by tooth and jowl. Somewhat. And I just want to stress, we get a lot of messages saying, are the live ones coming out as podcasts? They most certainly are, indeed. We're going to wait for this kind of run of live shows to end, and then we will start putting them up as podcasts. Yes, uh, very much so. Uh, It's a slightly more complex editing job, um, because they're slightly more rungbunctuous. Um, but well worth coming to. We had such a nice time last night with Tim Key. Yeah. What a great guest he was. And folks, if you're not able to uh, come to the live shows, don't worry. They may they may at some point go on the move. Um, but if you do fancy contributing to the upkeep of the Moon Underwater, um, it would be hugely appreciated by Robin and I. Uh, because we we don't have many patrons, but we love them all very dearly. And we do provide them with uh, extra treats, including the bonus podcast, Behind the Cellar Door, where Robin and I actually go behind the pub's mind. Mm, Within the pub, without the pub. And the pub within and the pub without. Beneath the pub. Uh, You can also join the Moon Underwater Social Club on Facebook. You get advance warning of tickets on sale. You get advance access to the tickets for the live shows. And you get advert-free extended podcasts. So there really are a number of uh, bounties at every level. Maybe it'll allow us to take the live show further afield, I think, because obviously we always want to keep these experiences as intimate as possible. Um, And pubs, by their nature, uh, are not places you can necessarily fit a 1,000 people in. Um, but it would be so nice to visit some of the pubs you've discussed to uh, do live recordings around the nation. As soon as you, as soon as you're packing up your troubles in a numerous kit bags, and smart, that doesn't really work to continue the song. But you know what? It costs money to go on tour. Right, basically, is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, please do go to moonunderpod.com forward slash. Nothing. That's not the address. Go to patreon.com <laughs> forward slash moon underpod. Sorry, I'm just recovering from a cold. I've not quite got oh, my head yeah. straight yet. Mm, the amaretto, does that help? The amaretto last night did not help, but it was absolutely delicious. It's one of those drinks where you, you sort of think, how am I not drinking this all the time? Yeah. 
Why am I not having this for breakfast, lunch and dinner? <laughs> I don't think it would be a good idea. No, what a tangled web Amaretto can weave in one's own sense of self. <laughs> Speaking of sense of self, I'd better prepare the, um, the, the senses for this week's guest because the moon underwater has various senses, uh, obviously the usual ones, uh, but a few extra ones. Um, inner vision is one of its senses, forethought, and relaxing. And and balance. Balance, north, south, east, not west. Pressure, as in sort of barometric pressure. Yeah. And obviously the um, the sound of the heavens. Yes, and temperature. And te- <laughs> temperature, <laughs> which is separate from, from touch. It is, actually. It, is it? Well, I mean, it's... I think we've gone on too long, but surely that's a different sense, isn't it? You know when you're too hot. You do know when you're too hot without touching anything. You could just be floating in an oven and you know you're too hot. Uh, Let's hope this week's guest is not floating in an oven when they arrive. So I'm just going to go and sort out those many and varied senses. Well, that's all the senses in order. It was all going so well, but a what a what an absolute pain it was to get the barometric pressure in order. I mean, I had to pop my ears sixty times before it fully acclimatized to its own self, but none too soon, because I think gladly walking into the moon underwater with perfect barometric pressure is none other, here comes the door, than cricketer and commentator David Lloyd, a.k.a. Bumble. Hello, Bumble. Hi, how are you doing? Nice, Paul. Oh, we're glad you like it. What what do you like about it? Uh, It's very plain. It's just wooden floors. There's a few chairs here and there. Um, There's a a bit of vinyl going on. I like a bit of vinyl playing in the background. Depends what it is. So uh, the beer's good. Um, it, it's unspoilt, if you like. It's not glitzy. It's the antithesis of glitzy, I'd say, yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly the look we're going for. Is it okay to call you Bumble, by the way? It's sort of um, strange when people call you by your nickname who you never met before. Uh, no, no, it's, uh, it's fine. I'm stuck with it. There's some people think it is my name, uh, which is rather odd. They just think that's what he's called, but I'm not. I'm, I'm just David. I didn't get a, a middle name at all. We were very plain from Accrington. Of course, many people know you as a cricket commentator, but you also played cricket throughout the sort of late 60s, the 70s, the early 80s. You played for England and Lancashire. Is it fair to say you played through some of the booziest years in English cricket? Um, I'd say that the 80s, 90s were, you know, with people like Botham and Lamb and Gower, they, they were the sort of rock and rollers. We, I mean, we were enjoying ourselves in the 60s and 70s. We had one or two notable drinkers in the team. <laughs> one or two lads who got quite thirsty at times. Um, <laughs> and of course, it, the other thing that there's not many people know that in the 60s and 70s, that when you're brought for lunch, you, you know, you have 40 minutes for lunch. Every ground that you played at had bottles of beer on the table. Every ground. And there were beers like Double Diamond, Mackison, and they were Nut Brown Ale. Nut Brown, I always remember that, Nut Brown Ale. And you could also, from the waitress, get it, order yourself a pint if you wanted. And so it was, it's quite normal at every ground just to, you know, to have a bit of a slurp at lunchtime. Mm. How did that affect the, the afternoon after having a slurp? In my first test match, I played at Lords in my first test match, and you know, you're a bit nervous and it's a, it's a sort of a grand place to play. And I've got 46 not out at lunchtime and I was feeling quite pleased with myself. So I, I, I got a pint of lager at lunchtime and I was out the first over, second <laughs> over after. Um, but it, it was very, very normal. And also at the end of play, when play had finished and, you know, they, you know what they're like now, they can extend a game now. It goes on longer than the flaming mousetrap. That some matches, um, and you know, I'm still at the ground sometimes at quarter to eight watching them faffing around. That we finished at six o'clock, and 
the we had a dressing room attendant or a 12th man and during the day he would come to you and what drink do you want at night and so when you came off the field there would be a tray of drinks and be a real assortment of drinks uh, some lads might have a, a bottle of milk but the majority would have a lager you know they weren't sort of big real ale at that time well the other drink that was around at that time was mild you could so you could have a pint of mixed mixed and uh, mild and bitter to make a pint of mixed so at every ground you're allowed a drink on the horse club after play and at, at leicester they've always been cheapskates at leicester they, they just get brought a load of bottles in you, you take it or leave it you know whether you liked it or not but usually with no bottle opener either so they made it very difficult to, to to actually get into it cricket's one of those sports that's sort of somehow synonymous with the pub and with pub culture why do you think that is i mean most grounds do actually sort of have a pub that backs onto them or is connected to the ground in some way yeah i think it's a real social game and you know we would play Rose's matches against yorkshire and you know nothing asked nothing given you'd play it real tough and, and at the end of the day's play, it'd, if we were over in Yorkshire, it'd be David Bairstow who would say, right, we're, we're meeting at the pub at the top of the road. And I think it's called the Original Oak, just at Headingley there. And he'd had a, a, a bowling green attached to it. And so in the height of summer, we would, a number of Yorkshire, not all of them, but a number of Yorkshire players and Lancashire players, we would go up, meet there, maybe have fish and chips as well and then do battle again the day after. So what are some of the, the great cricket pubs? Well, you know, like you said, there are quite a number of them, and it's all changed now because the lads are monitored as to what they can do and what they can't do present day. But, you know, what we're doing or what I'm doing is talking about back in the day, and you would, Trent Bridge, you'd have the Larwood and Voss pub right on the ground, on site. And right at the corner is the Trent Bridge Inn. And then at Lord's, there's a tavern, which is almost in the ground at Lord's. And then at Sussex, there's the cricketers, almost in the ground. And we we had at Lancashire, when I was at Lancashire, we had not a pub, but a bar called the Toolsley Suite. And both teams and members, spectators are all uh, congregating there after the day. So... It's a real social game. There's no segregation. It's a bit like rugby. You can sit and watch the game and have a beer. Uh, But there are always uh, drinks outlets where you can go and replenish. But also the the, the great grounds will all have a pub either within kicking distance or on site. So we're going to start putting together your dream pub. And I want to ask, when, when you imagine the perfect pub for David Lloyd... What what are you seeing? What sort of pub is it? Understated, small, got to be small. I'm not I'm not one of these big buzzing pubs, and I can three, think of three straight off, which are terrific pubs that I go to. I'm a creature of habit, and I will go wherever we're playing. I will go in the same pub every time. Um, why do I do that? Because I'm comfortable there. You know, I like the clientele. I think that's really important for me that I don't want to go into a techno, disco, head banging, you can't speak. I want to have a conversation. I want to have a, a, a nice drink with good friends and good conversation. And just, I've got one pub, which we'll talk about, that it, it's, I've just come from it actually in Nottingham. It's at Trent Bridge. And it's just at the back of the hotel that we stay in and you walk past it and miss it at a blink. You wouldn't get it. It's a pub called The Dragon, and it's on three stages. And a lady called Ornit runs it, and you go in, and it's all wood floors, and it's in three stages. So you go in through the door, it's stage one. You go up three steps, stage two. Then you go up about six steps to stage three. At the back, stage three, she has it decked out. It's sort of semi-undercover and semi-open. The flowers are absolutely fantastic, unbelievably fantastic. And on that top deck on a Tuesday evening, it's scale extra night. 
That was not where I was expecting this to go over. <laughs> no, they, they have scale street racing on a Tuesday night. And as I say, we've just had a test match there a couple of weeks ago. And I said, is scale street? She said, no, there's been a bit of a problem. They dismantled the track and couldn't put it back together again. So that, you know, it's a work in progress. So the second stage is the bar. And on that second stage is this quite mature chap who plays vinyl. Not loud, but it's just there. And he has a pork pie hat on and he plays things like The Fall and Prefab Sprout and a bit of Manchester stuff and a bit of uh, Geruti column. And uh, it, it is absolutely brilliant. And he will not take requests. <laughs> don't, don't, even, don't even think. And so we sit, we always find a table in that bottom deck. And when I say find a table, there's only three tables there. They have Castle Rock Brewery is one of the main beers, so that's Harvey's Pale. And I will meet the owner of Castle Rock in there, a lad called Chris Holmes. And he'll go down the cricket and he'll know exactly where I'll be. He knows where I am. And I'll just have a beer with him. My mates, my commentator mates, will all be in there. They all come in. And then we go and have a curry after. Oh, God, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Me, Marion Way is just a wash with curry houses. You could just, you know, just poke a stick at one and go in. Memsab is the classy one. And Laguna is just just off Maid Merriam Way. It's been in the same family for 40 years and and they just open the doors and in we go. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a quick quiz now. I'm gonna name a, a cricket ground and I want you to tell me the best pub by each one. Well if John you've got to include are you going to include Gloucestershire in this? Um, no, like test test cricket grounds. Oh, okay. Well, I just wondered because of our Bristol connection, that's all. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> right. Well, the, the Bristol connection, you'd, you'd have to guide me. We go into a sort of pedestrian area by a river. And it, it, is, is, it is pedestrian and there are some restaurants and, and some swish bars. Oh, yeah. By the waterfront. Yeah. That's it. But there's a very, very old pub down there that you can sit outside or go in. It's mega. I don't know what it's called, but we would go in there. Oh, well, actually in the Bristol Centre, the ostrich maybe, or... Right in the Bristol Centre. It's by a river. I think you mean the Landiger Trow or the old Duke. Landiger Trow. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like King Street. Yeah, that's it. I think that's it. King Street. Because I was going to... Bristol, the county ground in Bristol has got a pub right by the sportsman. Yes. And it's um, also within the pub, there's another pub called the Annex. And the Annex is the really nice one, but there's basically two for the price of one right by the county ground. So they would do one-day internationals there at, uh, at Neville Road, Bristol. And we wouldn't go in that pub because we'd get nailed by the punters, you know, with, with these bloody silly forms that they keep wanting to take a picture well, I mean, what do you do with it? Where where do they put these? Give us a picture. Give us a selfie. You know, <laughs> yeah. why do you want a picture of me? It's ridiculous. I just don't <laughs> get it. It's passed me by that. I would never, ever go up to anybody. And I know I know one or two quite famous people had said, oh, come on, give us a selfie. No, it's nonsense. Well, also, even if you only have one minute's interaction with the person... If fifteen people come and ask you, that's fifteen minutes of your of your evening. That's it, and it, it's changed from you know signing your autograph. Autographs now are all that. Nobody has an autograph book. It's give us a selfie, and it's always baffled me. I'm seventy four now. Well, what do you do with it? Do you get it mounted and framed and shove it on your bedroom wall, which is a bit <laughs> doubtful? Well, it goes on the old social medias, doesn't it? You know, it's a kind of yeah. I saw Ian Botham's last first class match at Durham it was Durham versus Australia was he sober um I don't know I think he <laughs> scored he scored something like 35 36 and I was I would have been about 11 or 12 and I had my autograph book and I got all of the Australian team's autographs but the one I didn't get was uh Ian Botham's so I was very disheartened but I I, I had all of the like I had David Boone and um Alan Border and all of that it was yeah, yeah, you would do that. That's in the eighties, of course. Yeah, yeah. Good pub, good pub in Durham, the Victoria. Oh yeah, I love the Victoria. Yeah, we've mentioned that on a previous episode. It's a favourite of my dad's. It's brilliant. Yeah, cracking, cracking pub. Well, I don't know whether he's still got it. It was Tim and his sister who swore like a trooper behind the bar. <laughs> she was effing and blinding at everybody behind the bar. Yeah, good pub. What about uh, Edgebaston? 
Edgebaston would be, shh, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. The Craven Arms. Ooh. Do you know the Craven Arms? No, tell me about it. Or don't if you want to keep it a secret. Yeah, maybe you could kind of use some kind of code so you don't give away your, your best secret pubs, you know. Well, the Craven Arms is very close to where we stay. It's right in the centre, but it's just off the beaten track. If you want a real ale extravaganza, it's the Wellington. The Wellington has got the blackboard on with about 30 real ales with a description of each one. The Craven is, is a proper real ale pub. And it's in a very unsalubrious part of Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of real ale, we need to start to fill your bar in your dream pub, your understated small pub with no headbanging music where you can meet for conversation with friends. So we're going to give you two items on draft, Bumble. Later on, you're going to have more choices in different categories. But if you were to have your two favourite draft items, it doesn't have to be beer, by the way, but whatever you like, what would you have? It'd be a type. It'd be an IPA and it would be something like 5.5 or 6.5%. Whoa, strong stuff. Yeah, I know we're talking pubs. And one of my very favourite places is, you know, just about half a mile from where I live. But it's a bar. It's just a bar. They don't serve pints. We serve two-thirds and thirds. Because, you, you know, that you've got a blackboard of all your ciders and your beers and your lagers with a description of the percentage. And I will go in there and I'll, I'd have two-thirds of something like a 6.5 or an 8% IPA. Got to be an IPA with a citrus taste to it, preferably cloudy, preferably cloudy. And then I'll finish off with a third of about 5%, 5.5%. Very similar. So I'd be meeting my normal mates and we're early doors. We're sort of half past six till quarter to seven. And that is a bar called Archive. Uh, it's just, that's it. It's just called Archive. And shaking will runs it. He stands behind the bar. He just shakes from top to bottom. He's quite a young chap. He can't. He's one of them. He can't stand still. He's just shaking. So he's, sh he's not shaking Stevens. He's shaking Will. If I'm in in Yorkshire, which I am a lot, I, my wife's from Yorkshire, and we have a place up there. And in my local pub, the Falkenberg Arms, I would have a pint of Timothy Taylor's. Oh, I'd have a pint of Landlord. Landlord is a great choice. Do you have any specific IPAs in mind for your first choice? No, no, because I'll tell you why. They're all craft beers. They've all got stupid names. <laughs> you know, reckless and, and seamless. What, do, what was the one I had from Buxton Brewery in a tin? I like, I like a can, which is controversial. I'll get a can at the Kingslayer. Kingslayer from Buxton Brewery is 8.5% and you need a safety net with that. It is gorgeous. <laughs> it is absolutely gorgeous. And, and you take your time with it and, and you just have one. Do you like the taste of the kind of, because I think you, with spear that strong, you can kind of taste how strong it is. Do you like that as part of the taste? Yeah, you, you do. Yeah, I, I, I do that. But, you know, I'm a, I am a very responsible drinker and I know that, you know, I'm going to sit and savour this. And it'll take me quite a while to get through it. And I wouldn't dream of, I've got, I can tell you a couple of stories that some, some drinking friends of mine decided that they would go to a pub close by and drink a barrel of old Tom. Well, I mean, they were big drinkers, these guys. The barrel of old Tom between the four of them. Anyway, I'll cut to the chase. The landlord was swilling the pub out by the time they'd finished, they were doing all sorts of unmentionable things inside the pub and he had to get a horse pipe and swill it all out. Oh dear. And they, they, failed, they failed miserably with a barrel of old Tom. I'm going to note down that you want Craft IPA 55 to 6.5% with a silly name. Yes. Yes. Uh, and a pint of Landlord. Yes. Now, your next choice, because you mentioned that you like a can there, so 
you you may get to choose what you just mentioned next because you've got two bottles or cans that you can add to your two draft items. I'm going to have Kingslayer. Whoa. 8%. It's a record <laughs> here at the Moon Underwater. It's the strongest beer ever picked. Well, I think it's Buxton Brewery. I, I, I'll stand corrected, but I think it's Kingslayer from Buxton Brewery. There's a can of, I think, the Beaver Town. Is it ga- Gamma... Gamma Ray. Gamma Ray. Yeah, that's quite strong as well. I think that's about six, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's a six. Uh, and ga- Gamma Ray. I'll have a Gamma Ray. But, but the, the both of them that I've mentioned is what I would turn very citrusy. You know, you get, it, there's a, a sort of lemony grapefruit. Yeah. Can I just say, I'm quite surprised by your choice. You know, from a man who do- doesn't, doesn't like the selfies and you don't want a techno disco, you've got some very trendy choices, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, the other thing which I'm quite serious about, I quite like to be adventurous. And, you know, what have you got? It surprised me, hit me with something. And and I will go, when I go into archive and see Shaking Will, I'll say, and I will say that, what have you got? And he'll say, I've got, I've got just the one for you. He'll, he'll tremble towards a, a beer pump and he'll kind of... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you don't ask for the usual, you ask for the unusual. Yeah, something different. And and I'm one of them. And when I'm with my mates up at the pub, it, it, they'll say it's a waste of time if we're having a couple of three drinks. It's a waste of time asking him same again because I never, ever get the same again. Really? You don't stick to a drink for the evening? You, yeah. No, no, I'll have one of them. Uh, no, I'll have one of them. Uh, go on and give me one of them. Bubble, you are actually very cool because you you slip half man, half biscuit lyrics into your commentary, don't you? Yeah, I mean, to Tramia lads, I mean, absolutely fantastic. I hope you've never slipped in, who the fuck are you trying to take over my bat walk? Uh, no, I've not done that, I, but I've, I've not done it on commentary, but it's a great cricket one, fuck me, it's Fred Titmus. <laughs> <laughs> the, the light at the end of the tunnel is an oncoming train, is half man, half biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's she's got Dickie Davis eyes. Len <laughs> <laughs> Ganley's gloves, Joy Division oven gloves, CSI Ambleside. A man with a mullet going mad with a mallet and millets. Yeah, there's a man going mad with yeah, <laughs> Explore the margin. Yeah. National shite day. <laughs> Have you always been a fan of Half Man, Half Biscuit? I, I got introduced by one of my former bosses at Sky, who, who's, who's got a room in his house completely devoted to the fall. He knows every fall song, and he also likes Half Man, Half Biscuit, as does our director, who's shortly going to leave and go to Whisper Films, our main director. He's a Half Man, Half Biscuit fan because he supports Tramia Rovers. Uh, well, they they were offered a, a chance to appear on, the was it the Word or the White Room? That, that was it. And they said, if you could get us a helicopter back for, for the kickoff at Prenton Park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we're going to take a short break from David Lloyd's Dream Pub as we head over to the lovely Robin Allender for this week's Moon Underwater Pub Quiz. Okay, everybody, pens out, eyes down, it's time for the quiz. He played for Zimbabwe, but he was born in South Africa. I know Alaska is bigger, that wasn't the question. Put your phone away. Right, Michael Jackson's Funky Monkey had been deducted five points. Thanks, John. Uh, Are you a fan of the pub quiz? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm absolutely hopeless at them, but I do like I do like a quiz. Great, cool. Well, yeah. Th- so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through three questions. I'm, I'm not putting you on the spot. These are for our listeners as well as for you. We're going to go through three questions. We after the break, we, you can see how well you did this week. It's a classic of pub quizzes. It's a staple. It's U.S. states. How well do you think you know your US states? Oh. Uh, well, I've never been to America and I'm never going. They're all barmy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's see how well you know your US your states. states. John, how about you? You know your US states, don't you? Uh, around the election, the presidential election, I have a very good knowledge of the states, but then it immediately goes out of my head the day after. I'm thinking of the Perry Como song. What did Della wear now she wore a brand new jersey? Oh, very <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. Very nice. 
Okay, so question one is, which are the only two US states which appear as perfect rectangles on a map? So they're kind of, they're, you know, you know how all the states are these different shapes. Two of them are, are, are rectangles. So which are the only two US states which are perfect rectangles on a map? Okay, question two. There is one point in the US where you can stand on the corner of four states. So what are the four states you can stand on the corner of? They all intersect at one point, if intersect's the right word. Question three. Can you name the eight US states which begin with the letter M? M for Mike. So there are eight US states which begin with the letter M. Can you name them? So those are the questions. David is shaking his head. John, are you are you scribbling furiously? Yeah, eight's quite a lot to have to think of in a short time. It is, it is. You, well, you don't have to get all eight, just, you know, just... Well, I do, I want to get all eight, because I think I can get all eight. Get all eight, get all... Well, maybe you can collaborate. Maybe. Okay, well, that's... It's a perfect point to take a little break for you, listeners. Uh, as you contemplate what eight US states begin with the letter M... And you will hear either a little advert or a little bit of light music. But just a reminder to head over to patreon.com forward slash moonunderpod to support the upkeep of uh, the moon underwater and also get advance notice of live shows and uh, the bonus podcast behind the cellar door. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome back, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed being held on eight separate tenterhooks, each one with the name of a US state beginning with M. Robin, do you want to take us through the uh, answers to this week's pub quiz? Sure thing. So this week's pub quiz was about US states. So question one, which are the only two US states which appear as perfect rectangles on a map? So David, stroke Bumble. Pass. Pass. No, no, no. No guesses? No, 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 not a clue. Fair, fair, fair enough. John? Well, I know they're bottom left. I've I've gone Arkansas and Nevada. It's it's a no. It's Wyoming and Colorado. Ah. Uh, Wyoming? Nearly. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Question two. There's one point in the US where you can stand on the corners of four states. What are the four states? I've gone West Virginia, Kentucky, Wyoming, and I haven't thought of a fourth one. <laughs> it's uh, sorry if this is too hard. Arizona, Colorado, New Mexico, and Utah. Ah, uh, and you can visit the Four Corners Monument. Utah, if you want to. Utah, yeah. Okay, we might have more luck with this one. There are eight U.S. states which begin with the letter M. David. No idea. Not a clue. Really? He's not been there, Robin, and he's never going to go there. I know, it's fine. Sure, sure, sure. John? Well, I've got Massachusetts, Michigan, Maryland, Montana, Minnesota, and uh, I'm out. Well done. Is that six? 
Five. Five. Brilliant. Very good. Thank you. So you missed Maine. Ah. Minnesota. Yeah. Did you say Mississippi? No, Sorry. I didn't say Mississippi. <laughs> say Missouri. And Missouri. Misery. Man hands on misery to man. Missouri is the... <laughs> Is the is the is the last one? Yes, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana. So very well done if you got those at home. Brilliant! A superb pub quiz. <laughs> I think David's mentally exhausted by this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I just said pass, pass, pass. <laughs> well, uh, fantastic stateside pub quiz there from the lovely Robin Allender. But now, Bumble. It's time for... I mean, you've already picked some pretty strong drinks. So I dread to think what you're going to have for this next round. What are your two spirits or liqueurs? Ah, now I'll make me own. Wow. Tell me more. Tell me more. I've got racks of slow gin. Oh, yes, please. Uh, gooseberry vodka, damson vodka, hedgerow gin. And so I, I make my own stuff in Demijoys. You go and collect your own from the hedgerows. You know, you don't tell anybody where your slows are. You don't tell anybody. You have to kill somebody if you tell them where your slows are. You get, you pick your own slows. Do you literally just pick those items, the gooseberries and the slows, and then just put them in a bottle with that spirit? Yeah, with a bit of... Uh, you get cheaper spirit, put a cheap spirit in and some sugar, just add some sugar. Keep shaking for about three months. Well, is this what Shaking Will's been up to? That's shaking. I think he has. <laughs> um, and then, you you know, you sort of drain it all off and, and put it through muslin. And then uh, get it bottled up, put some labels on. It, it is lovely. In fact, I've won two awards. I've won two awards. Have you? Yeah. At, at the local pub, Blind Tasting. Yeah. So we, we get some unsuspecting lady to come and do the tasting. And, uh, it, you know, you put them in a brown paper bag and she comes up with a winner. I won it, I won it two years running. <laughs> wow, that's brilliant. Yeah. This is a technical question. Do you have to pierce the fruit in any way or do you just drop it in? No, you, you freeze it and then put it into your demi jar and the process of defrosting bursts the skin. What what do you like to drink a slow gin with? Do you just drink it neat or do you have a bit of tonic with it? Or? Neat, just right. neat. No, you nice. don't put anything with it. But, nice. the, the, I mean, it's a sort of winter warmer, isn't it? You, you're going to have that sort of Christmas time and as a bit of a celebration. But I'm a bit of a whiskey fiend. I'm a malt whiskey man. And I don't like it too peaty. And I would probably go for a Bushmills or a Jameson's uh, Irish whiskey. I have a wonderful collection of whiskies. I had a spell in the 90s of collecting discontinued distilleries. And yeah, they have, some of them have rocketed. Oh yeah, they're real rare stuff. I've not got many. Now they're that expensive, you can't drink them. Nobody... I'm not going to drink them, but I, I, it, I, I can't tell you this. I'll have to, again, we'll have to whisper this. I did a, a little thing with the SAS uh, down at Hereford. In fact, in fact, it was at Ludlow. And they presented me with a, a bottle of SAS whiskey. You, didn't, you, didn't, you haven't killed a man, have you? Uh, no. No, I, I mean, I can't tell you that if I had. <laughs> you have to um, kill me. <laughs> um, and so the, that's a special place, you know, just a... SAS with the eagle and yeah, lovely. It's a Macallan ten-year-old. Oh, lovely! So you've selected. Let's go for Bushmills. No, go for Jamesons. If I had a choice, it'd be a Jamesons. Okay, so Jamesons first. What would be your second spirit? You can have another whiskey if you want. Um, yeah, yeah. It'd be it'd be a whiskey. It'd be a Bunnerhaben, a Bunnerhaben twelve-year-old, which is lovely. Very. That, that's quite a smooth whiskey. That not not a not a peaty. I don't I don't like them peaty. Yeah, I like the more floral ones. You know. Yeah, it, it, it's you know they're quite and I'd, I'd usual thing just a bit of water just to bring it out. Just bring it out with a little bit of water, no ice. A whiskey expert did say that in all honesty, anything over eighteen years, and you're just paying for the age and the rarity. The the taste is actually at the best between about twelve and sixteen years. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. Mm. Well, fantastic. We've got double whiskies in the spirit section of Bumble's Dream Pub. But Robin, what's in the pub library this week? What publy tome are you adding to our pub library? Thanks, John. Yes, this week 
I'm adding Philip Larkin. Oh, lovely. A, a great favourite of the podcast, all of us, I suppose. I mean, he's not Philip Larkin, not really a pub man. He doesn't really mention pubs very often. But we've just been talking about gin, and in a Philip Larkin poem called Sympathy and White Major, it's probably got one of the best descriptions in literature of a gin and tonic. <laughs> so this is a brilliant poem, Sympathy and White Major, although it's, it's, it's really interesting because it starts off with this fantastic verse about making a gin and tonic. And it's, 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 it's kind of so inscrutable, really. Clive James said he never understood what it was about. I think it's about the idea of toasting someone and, you know, saying, you know, he, he devoted his life to others. But it's about this kind of idea of, you know, how much selfishness is there in selflessness, you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's a very complex poem, but shall, shall I read the whole thing or shall I just do the G&T? Just, just read the description of the gin. It's so nice. Okay, great. When I drop four cubes of ice, chimingly in a glass, and add three goes of gin, a lemon slice, and let a ten-ounce tonic void in foaming gulps until it smothers everything else up to the edge, I lift the lot in private pledge. He devoted his life to others. Lovely. Oh, it's such! It just really makes you want a gin and tonic. <laughs> it really makes you want a gin and tonic. You can see it, can't you? You can hear it. You know, it's great. It's lovely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, fantastic addition. So, what what collection should we say that that is for the pub library, Robin? Well, we could go. Should we go collected? Yeah. You've got to have collected, haven't you? Because it's got love again in it. <laughs> it's got to be the yellow favourite edition from the eighties. Yeah, the yellow one. Okay. Yeah, I love it. Where he's looking a bit like Eric Morecambe on the cover. Yeah, it's such a good addition, that. Yeah, it is. Um, right, well, we don't just have a library in the pub, Bumble. We've also got a jukebox. And we've we've talked about some of your musical interests now. But what I want you to do is choose an album to go on the Moon Underwater pub jukebox. The sort of album that if you walked into a pub and heard it playing in full, you would think, this is bliss. Uh, for, for a pub, I would say Prefab Sprout. Which album? Oh, what's it called? I've got it. I can't remember it. Prefab Sprout. Um, Don't worry, we can cheat and Google it. It's Kings of Rock and Roll. Oh, what's it called? No, it's gone. It's gone. Don't you worry. I'm just I'm just a click away from finding out. It is on um, the album from Langley Park to Memphis. No, it, no. It, go 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 again. Um, uh, Swoon. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. Is Steve it Steve McQueen. McQueen? Yeah, Steve McQueen. Oh, lovely. And so I don't really know, I don't know a great deal about Prefab Sprout. T- tell me about them. I think they're from the northeast. I think they're from around Newcastle way. And it's just, I'm going to say it's obscure is not the right word. You've got to listen. Great lyrics. They were a bit different. I mean, the, the kings of rock and roll, they're very diverse in the, the stuff that's on that Steve McQueen. Uh, but good, good lyricists, they, they lend themselves, they, they lend themselves to that sort of, you can have a, a, a background in a pub with a chat with your mates and a beer and you just know, ah, prefab sprout, ah, prefab sprout. Uh, I like Simple Minds and Jim Kerr and Charlie Birchall. Great bass player. Yeah, I'm absolutely sure. brilliant. I've seen that many Rolling Stones concerts. Yeah. Mick Jagger's a bit of a, a fe- fe- feature at Lords, isn't he? Yeah, and Charlie. And Charlie Watts. I've been backstage a couple of times and, and it is terrific. I, I, I mean, the Stones is, is timeless. And how he does it, how Mick does it, he's 76 years of age. He's coming by me. And so, if, you know, if it's a bit raucous, it'll be a bit. Uh, Rolling Stones, Start Me Up, Rock and Roll, Brown Sugar. Um, and of course, we're going to finish the night off with a touch of Neil Diamond. Oh, of course, we have to now. It's sort of become synonymous with uh, sport <laughs> over the last few months. But on the, the Moon Underwater pub jukebox, we're putting Prefab Sprouts album Steve McQueen. I think that's going to be a great addition. Yeah, that would be lovely. Until I drown, until I drown. 
Now, you've chosen your draft. You've got a silly named craft IPA at 55 to 6.5%. You've got Landlord, Timothy Taylor. Your cans are Kingslayer, 8% from Buxton Brewery, and Gamma Ray from Beavertown. You've got Jameson's Whiskey and a Banaban 12-year-old. You now get one more choice, and it's a wild card choice, Bumble, so it can be anything you like. One extra drink that you'd love to see on your dream pub bar. Right, so I'm going to ship myself. Not not ship myself. I'm going to ship myself. In fact, I'm going. I'm going to start that again. I'm going to fly. <laughs> I'm going to fly to Barbados, and I'm going to go. Which I'm going to cheat this. It used to be Groups Bar, G R Double O T S, Groups Bar in Barbados, which is alas no more. And he was a, a fella called Hans Grutenberg. And if it's a wild card, I'm going to upset everybody. I'm going to have Coxspur and Coke. Ooh, Coxspur and Coke. What a great choice. I have found in the past that I can drink copious amounts of it. (laughs) (laughs) So when people ask me what my dream job would be, instead of saying playing cricket for England, my dream job is to be a retired cricketer commentating on cricket because you get all of the travel, all of the camaraderie, all of the lunch, without any of the pressure, any of the scrutiny by the press, is it as wonderful a lifestyle as I'm imagining, travelling the world, watching cricket, and hanging out with people you've known for 30, 40 years? It it was before COVID. Yeah. It was absolutely brilliant before COVID, and that's put the lid on it, and hopefully we'll get back to that. But it's exactly uh, as you've mentioned, that's exactly how it is. And I don't get hung up at all. People say, well, you know, get nervous. No, you know, describe what you see. You look at your monitor. There's a real discipline uh, to commentary in that you don't watch the game. You watch your monitor. You describe what's on the monitor. Uh, on the monitor, And you also know when to shut up, which some don't know. You know, you think some of them are paid by the word. Well, they're not. You just, you know when to stop, shut up, let it wash. So you're, you wrote uh, a memoir, and it was called Around the World in 80 Pints. <laughs> what, what, what was the title in reference to? Was it a sort of a, a book telling the tale of, of watching cricket and playing cricket around the world? Yeah, well, it, uh, with drink involved, you know, the great places. And so, you know, I could go into Adelaide and I was chatting to uh, Mel Jones, the Australian commentator she's a, a lovely lady Mel she's just gone back to Australia about um, O'Connell Street in Adelaide o- O'Connell Street is the pub street if you like it's just outside of Adelaide's a beautiful city and you can walk from the city up O'Connell Street and there's a pub called the Royal Oak and that too will have a, a live band not, not silly but a live band playing wooden floors Exactly as I've told you, sit outside because it's lovely or you can sit inside, wooden floors. The best bit about the Royal Oak in O'Connell Street is attached to it, but behind the pub, behind the bar, is a wine shop. That's their wine shop. So you go in round the side door, you pick up your bottle of wine that you need, you then come through a turnstile, a football turnstile, into the pub to pay for your wine. Oh, lovely. It, I mean, it is fabulous. I mean, what, a, what an idea that you're in a separate room, which is the wine cellar. You pick your wine, lovely bottle of whatever you want. You spend as much as you want. And then you come through the turnstile, pay for your wine and off you go. So when a test, say you're out in Barbados commentating on the test series over there. Is it after every game, are you going for a drink with your friends and then going for a meal out? Yes. Oh, it just sounds amazing. Yeah. You pick and choose. I mean, people have said, well, Barbados is so expensive. It's as expensive as you want it to be. You can go real grand up the cliff and uh, Lone Star, places like that. But you could also, because it's so warm, go to Chefette, which is a bit like McDonald's, and get a roti and sit on the beach and get your own beer. Just sit on the beach with a, a couple of Banksies or whatever. And so it's as expensive as you want it to be. And, you know, the restaurants are, are terrific. Nancy's Rum Shack is revered. Nancy's quite a big lady and there is enough room in the Rum Shack for her. So she sits outside. <laughs> is that true? 
Yeah, Nancy's rum shack, and it, and you can only get it, because it, you, you've got a picture that the weather is so good. It is just a shack with a fridge and some uh, some rum in the fridge and some Banks's beers, and you just sit outside on on barrels or on the floor. You're bored. You've now completed the drinks in your dream pub with Coxpur rum and coke, and I think probably bringing with it so many memories of Barbados and those times spent out there commentating and watching cricket. But what one thing do you want to ban from your pub, Bumble? You get to bar one, either it could be an item or it could be a a type of behaviour or just something that really annoys you when you're in a pub. Noise. When they're pissed, get out. Yes. Get them out. Get them out. If you can't handle it, off you go. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write down that you're banning loud, drunk people. You must have had to deal with a few of those in your time, though. No, no, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, you, you just... There's, there's, I can't tell you how, but there's a way of dealing with it. You just, you just remove yourself. Just remove yourself. And you do it nicely. Oh, it's nice to see you, cheerio, gone. So you never got on the wrong side of Ian Botham when he was on, on, a, on a stint? He don't do pubs. He's not a pub man. No, he's a, a sort of fine dining and restaurant. So he doesn't, he doesn't have a beer. Doesn't have a beer. He's a wine man. He is a wine. I've seen his wine in Tesco's. Right, okay. He's got a wine. Graham Norton's got a wine. Kylie's got a wine. And I believe that you had your own beer. Is that true? It was a, a Twaitsy's beer, and Twaitsy's got swallowed up by Marston's. And we did a Leave the Car Ale, it was called. Le- leave the Car. <laughs> that was the name of it. And what was the ale like? It, it, it was a quite a fruity 4.5% as a bit of a quaffing beer. They just made a, probably about 10 barrels of it, I think, sent it into Manchester and it, it, it went really quickly. I was there choosing the hops and, and so on at the brewery. They, they let me choose some of this and, and measured it out. You need that and you don't need so much of that. You need some of this. And that, that was very interesting uh, to then see the end product and it, 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 I mean, it was just a publicity thing for the brewery themselves. Um, but it was, a, it, it was a nice drink. Yeah, lovely. Leave the car ale, it was called. Leave the car ale. Couldn't agree with you more. Do leave the car. Hurry up, please. It's time. So what every pub needs before it is, uh, the finished product is a name. Just to remind everyone, this is this is an understated small pub with the right clientele. There's no loud music, just a place where you can have a conversation. It's got a little bit of the dragon in Nottingham. It's got a little bit of the Craven Arms near Edgebaston. It's also got a little bit of Groot's Bar in Barbados. But Bumble, what are we going to call your pub? Now, are we going to go traditional and call it Inn or Arms or just a name? Can be absolutely anything. So, go, you know, just going through, if you're at Leeds, you'd go to White Locks. That's all it is. Oh, yes, you would. Yeah. Uh, head, head of Steam. I do like the name the Scarborough. Oh, um, yes. Because I, I, it's spelt differently than Scarborough. The Scarborough. Um, and that's just outside the station in Leeds. The Dragon, as I've mentioned, Groups, Archive, Wellington. You can make up your own name. No, I've got it. I've got the name. I've got it. I've got it. The Stanley Arms. Oh, I like that. Mm. And why have you gone for the Stanley Arms? Because I support Accrington Stanley. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, that's a super name. I I would go into a pub called the Stanley Arms, I think. The Stanley Arms. Oh, we could call it just the Stanley. We could call it the Stanley. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> Let's go for that then. It's called the Stanley. Oh, nice. Yeah. In brackets, our sort of mantra at Accrington Stanley is that we got booted out of the league in 1962. Then we, it's the long road back, which we're now back in League One. Everything on the club website is Accrington Stanley, brackets, the club that wouldn't die. So this is called the Stanley, the pub that wouldn't die. Oh, brilliant. That's so good. Oh, so good. The Stanley, the pub that wouldn't die. Well, we thank you so much for coming to the Moon Underwater. It's been an absolute joy to have you here. Thank you for sharing so much of your experience with pubs and booze and cricket over the years. 
And what we need now to send you on your way is just a, a song uh, from that prefab sprout album steve mcqueen which song would you like to play you out of the podcast king of rock and roll king of rock and roll well with the king of rock and roll playing we bid farewell to david lloyd do check out his memoirs around the world at 80 pints and have you got i've got a new one there's a new one after that what's the new one simply the best simply the best (laughs) (laughs) that's great (laughs) <laughs> nice and modest title, yeah. <laughs> so do grab a copy of Simply the Best by David Lloyd. I can imagine it's absolutely jam-packed with just the sort of thing you've been hearing on The Moon Underwater today. So thank you so much for joining us, David. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved it. It's been terrific. Well done. Thank you. Oh, and off he goes into the distance. Sort of, it's strange, because even though he's walking away, because of the uh, thickness of the glass, it's actually sort of magnifying him. So it looks like he's walking towards us as he gets smaller. It's very odd, very odd vision. But but we thank Bumble for his wonderful, charming, honest uh, company. And uh, we do hope he fares well with his pub. Next week, folks, it's the silky, smooth, sexy, gravelly voice of Andrew Cotter, one of the BBC's leading sports correspondents and commentators. We can't wait for his unique take on all things pub. So do join us then and head over to patreon.com forward slash moonunderpod if you would like to contribute to the upkeep of this fine establishment. Bye-bye. Bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.